What's cracking? It's your homie Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast. The downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network. Celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Magrito.net. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That intro, it gets me all the time. It's like I push one button, we sit back, and it's that whole that whole interlude. It gets so is, you. It, is it the combination of what you put on there or the fact that it's one button? It's one button, and then it's like, Yahweh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs. Drop that card, make it clack, get 15% back. Just like What's that. What's the website, dog? GHBuds.com. Mm-hmm. Backslash Mexico. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Chula Vista. Don't visit that website, please. <laughs> we haven't cleared that website. Hey. <laughs> it's Friday. We're having a good time. It's a little bit of a pre-party for the Dodger Padres series. But Sports. here we are with, ladies and gentlemen. The voice. The uh, original voice of San Diego, right? Darren fucking Smith, the original. bro. No, hey, what? no offense, Scott Lewis. No offense, dog. Darren Smith. I'm confused. We just had this long conversation. About <laughs> you thought we were already on, huh? Chicanos, Latinos. Oh, we we just yeah. were talking about what everybody's preferences uh-huh. were. Yeah, and then go ahead. Hit the open. It's like, wait a second now. This isn't what we were just saying. That's not us, dog. That's the label. That's the label. The label put that on there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We have a obligation. We have contract- contractual. Contractual obligations, bro. I was expecting, you know, the uh, the whole Latin X thing that we were just talking oh, hell. about. <laughs> like, I know hell better. No. Uh, oh, no, no, Mr. Darren Smith, no. welcome back. It's an amazing time to see you again, brother. There's so much shit to talk to you about. San Diego sports, San Diego politics. Don't be afraid. That's just the friendly fucking sounds of tribal seeds. Our boys. What's Moonlight. Up? They're coming back on the podcast. Oh, no. Uh, one episode this time, or how many before we're allowed to release bro. it? All, right. the, all the BTS shows we're going to get on there. Darren Smith. What's up? You're a legend. I'm a fan. I listen. Two spectrums you touch. The political, analytical side of mm. the world and the athletic sports side of the world all encompassed in San Diego. The underbelly, the top notch, everything we look forward to. Mean 43-year-old me, I'm all about that shit, dude. I am all about politics and sports and how they intertwine and do the dance and just everything involved with that. And you run them both in San Diego, man. I'm well, just glad to be invited back after the first one. Uh, I felt like yeah. I got a little bit overserved on the podcast. And uh, somebody the next, after it dropped, somebody That's like, weird because he brought the fucking drinks with him. So I don't understand how we overserved him, bro. Yeah. Who, who did bring that Jameson he, that He day? was trying to sabotage yeah, it. Was yeah. We went through that. Because I remember I, I showed up and Danielle drove me there. And, no, I drove Danielle there, but then after the show, she was like, yeah, you're not driving. Man, that was a good time. That we was talk, a good time. We, we got to talk about his uh, New York days. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's start, let's start this guns, episode off with a nice guns little- Guns and Roses old, uh, incidents. An yeah. old nasty cocaine story. Give, give me an old, a good old nasty yeah. uh, At the Darren Smith. In the back room. Yeah. 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 You told yeah. us. The oh, best you're... part was that episode aired, and then BB calls me, and he goes, bro, I feel like I'm back there again. Because <laughs> 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 he, he's now moved back to uh, Rochester, New York- 
to start his own brewery over there. And it, but he was the first one to reach out and be like, "Man, that was wonderful. I felt like I was back there." Those are the days. I know. I woke up the next day. Somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I, you were ranting and raving about the NFL. You're like, fuck the NFL. It's like me rooting for Anheuser Busch." I was like, "Oh, we went there. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It sounds kind of familiar." So yeah, my goal. I'm not gonna. Get to that level. Here. All right. That's, what? That's Lame, bro. Right. That's let's the only reason that, we're having you back. Let's put that bottle of Desmadre Tequila <laughs> Desma- closer. Hey, you've been know, pounding I'm... that Desmadre Tequila, bro. He, now, this it's, is R&D. It's all right. He's going down. It is. You are going down at Tequila. I am. First What's time going ever. On? Uh, so I have a friend of mine who every year would go down and celebrate a birthday of his in the third week of August with a friend of his who lived in Tequila. So Nice. He, uh, his friend passed away, unfortunately, just over the last year. So he's still going down, a ghost birthday, and he's going to celebrate his birthday. I said, yo, I'd love to go with you. He's like, come on down. So we're flying out of Tijuana that on the like 18th. That sounds like a fucking amazing time. August ghost 18th. birthday. Yeah. Hey, bro. Have you ever heard of that time No, before? right no. now. I was, like, was, I was like, he's like, is that a thing? I was like, I was like, the uh, first birthday after somebody passes okay. away is called their ghost birthday. So heading on down there and never been before, never been to Guadalajara. Obviously got Mex- uh, married in Mexico. But never obviously never got the invitation. But go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've never been to Guadalajara, never been to Tequila, so first time ever. This is gonna be a good time for you, man. I know you I know were telling you, me. You were you were telling me that you may not make it to Guadalajara. If you can, do your best to get there. Yeah. Such a cultured town. It's like old school. My mama's from there, my mama's family's from there, bro. We've we've been fortunate enough to visit a couple of times pre-pandemic. Um, Because Crystal's family primarily lives down there on her mama's side. So we go visit some of her family down there. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, as it relates to fucking culture, sports, religion, and just old school Mexico feel, bro. Ooh, Guadalajara gets down. He's he's got a little Airbnb down there now. A little bed and breakfast. Did I mispronounce? Bro, real talk. Wifey and I are legitimately wanting to move down there. Like, you know, know. buy a little This is the third episode in a row you brought this up, dog. Because I'm ready, dog. I'd love to have a little place down there. And then you just fucking dip for like Here, I'm going to... I'm going to live in Guadalajara for two months this year. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. Like, those are goals. One day, and you get the opportunity to go there next week. Enjoy it, man. If you, if you go to Guadalajara, there's a couple of fucking pub bars that I'd love you to go to, but you're going to tequila. Yeah. Which means you're going to be drinking tequila, yes. mezcal, getting involved with all these agave boy activities, bro. Yeah. that's, that's Well, the, that's, you know, for us, we got married in Jalisco, so, you know, we, we made tequila part of it. But we've never actually been there before. So, you know, to see it, see the production, see what it's all about. Huge opportunity, dude. So excited about it. Like, I, you know, people ask, what do you drink? All that stuff. Yep. Like, of course, you know, three punk ales. Take it easy. Vino and tequila. Like, that's Weird, that looks like a it. virgin. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that looks like Virgin and this Madre. <laughs> of course, three punk ales. Motherfucker, there's literally a four pack of three punk ales right next to your Virgin. Well, Meanwhile, I'm over here fucking myself. <laughs> Fuck you, Susan, thankfully, you know, he was he's in the house. So. But yeah, my whole, uh, yeah, my whole. The look on your face when he said that. I was like, wait a second, you asshole. You're not even drinking three punk. Fool. Erradura. 
tequila train. Yeah, yeah. we have um, a. Wait, a, you're doing that? The VIP, yeah. The Monday of the trip. So we're leaving Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Time out. And Monday we're doing we have We have the VIP of that. This motherfucker's next to be the next to the conductor riding in there, bro, drinking shots of tequila. Hey, choo choo. Bro. Taking left here? He dropped that VIP dick so fucking like nonchalantly. It's like, you know, par for the course for Darren. Hey, man. Good to know people. If you know people where you're going. Meanwhile, I just pulled out my phone and I was like, Google, get his VIP. Oh. I did that trip. I, I, on my 40th birthday, bro, I went with fucking family and friends down there to Guadalajara. And we went on the Herradura tequila train. Uh, tequila Express. I don't even know if it's called that, but it's a train. It's for tequila and it's for Herradura, dude. Yeah. And on the way over there, it starts early. It's prepare for prepare for a long day of drinking, my friend. Yeah. All fucking day. We check in at 8 and you're not coming home till like 9.30 p.m. You get in there, you start drinking tequila. And people are like, no, bro. Yeah, people are like, no, bro. It's watered down. No. Bro, they open it from the box. Bro. They, they, <laughs> they rip the wrapper off, dog. And then they start pouring shots. And you're like, all right. So you're seeing it's legit. It's like a real bottle. And then they start bringing cocktails. By the time that day was over, that eight, 12 hour experience, I was 21 shots of tequila in and six fucking tequila cocktails down. Along the way, a shit ton of water. Along the way, two meals. And then a performance by a ballet folklorico. And just all the things that encompass Guadalajara. You're going to have a fucking blast. Now, wait a minute. How do you know 21? We kept track. We we kept track. Okay. Oh. It wasn't one of those weird things where you keep the stack of cups. (laughs) No, my friend. It was was one of those things. uh, Always Sunday episode. They were were doing the notches. You start start notating it down. I was like, wait a minute. That's six. Uh, Oh, shit. That's seven. And then we just kept. I thought you had your own Wade Boggs episode over there. Yeah. <laughs> we were piling them up, bro. We were piling them up. You get down, you you go experience the the agave chop, yeah. you know, and then you get to break down. It's like a spiritual thing, right? It's a whole Cause, experience. Cause, you know, when you go down there, like you go to one of the, like let's say you go to Cabo San Lucas or you go to Puerto Vallarta. You know, v- they, VIP, they, of course. They VIP, sell course, all those t-shirts, <laughs> right? And it says like one tequila, two tequila, three, three tequila, floor. Four. Yeah. And that's what they tell all the gringos and the tourists that are going down there. Like again, me included. But like when you're down there doing that sort of experience, I'm guessing it's you get it's lost a in the moment. It right. means it's um. It, I don't want to sound like a wing. A little yeah. bit. I don't want to sound spiritual and like, oh hey, it's a spiritual moment. No, it just feels awesome to see <laughs> the product that's being produced from inception, conception, right. inception throughout. To the bottle, to the unwrapping of the box and the wrapper on the bottle, to the pour, and you're like, shit, we are at the place where this fucking, this thing right here was produced. This is the earth. Yeah, we're from it. It, and I didn't get drunk because we got back. We went out to dinner and then we kept going, dog. Like we didn't stop. It was a you did Mexico oh, correctly, right? Forty there. years but, old, bro. That's but when that's, it that's the thing I heard too is you know, and, and from having traveled so much. Dick no, drop number three of the episode. <laughs> Go ahead. A couple of <laughs> six minutes in. A couple of a couple of days of that, like you know, a couple of days of tequila, you start hallucinating a little bit, like. Start over yeah, analyzing. Bro, what did you drink? <laughs> yeah. Worm, wormwood tequila. Bro. <laughs> you took the gusano. Like, so like my this wine, tequila was barrel aged in LSD barrels. Bro. <laughs> but like my wife is uh, is in the wine business, right? So when we go on wine trips, if you drink because it's from the earth, you know, so you drink it, and there's there's this natural thing that happens to you where with wine and tequila. For me, 
It's sort of a similar experience where after a couple of days, you're like, you just hit this level of melancholy where you're like, you're in the oh, zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were a surfer, you'd be in the blue room. Yeah. You know, if you were. <laughs> Point break. Really? Sorry. Baya con Dios. You know what? I brought up that story and I've always meant to ask people, especially you, a sports guy. Do we believe any of that with the Wade Box thing? That he drank anywhere from 60 to 103 beers on a cross-country flight? Bro, those baseball <sighs> players. Different level. Different level back then, bro. Yeah. It's not like it's not like us yeah, now. How, okay. It's not like it, the, it, the, the players it, we root on on a daily in, basis. In the spectrum that they gave, though, from 60 to 103, what do you think the actual number is? At least 60. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. I, I think it's possible. That's a you man's know, man, bro. Especially because, like, in those days... His mustache probably drank 10 alone. Like. It was, <laughs> you, know, you didn't have to worry about hangovers in those days. Yeah. Because they had different coffee pots. Greenies, uppers, all of the things, man. You know? You would just go to the right stuff. coffee pot. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it you was know? the 80s. Yeah. So there's all that sort of stuff going on. But, man, these, these dudes, they had the most magical stuff to help them recover. <laughs> they went magical stuff and not the fucking Bro. Tony Montana come <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> but, you know, they'd shoot things in like IVs uh -huh. and, and, you know, all the greenies and the amphetamines. Like, you get right real quick. You uh -huh. know, there was no hangovers. They're like, let's tinker with this. Let's put a little bit more of that in. Let's, yeah. okay, so wait, here the, the you go. folklore of Ken Caminetti having a fucking Snickers bar before he played in uh, Monterrey versus the Mets <laughs> and Jack Two Bombs? <laughs> that was not Snickers. That was. Well, <laughs> The Snickers were snow-covered. Oh, man. I'll bet you had the Snickers. Bro. How does our team now compare to that team? This time to tap in. I'm going to tap into your sports side brain oh, first. Let's segue. get in there. Let's get that into that. That was professional right there. Uh, What'd you yeah, think? How the good, fuck does, good segue. Yeah. Yeah. How does that 98 squad compare to what we're currently, like, two games it's in and watching? It's different, dude. It's, it's a totally, it's, you know, Manny Machado is a good example, right? He's, he like, normally you'd think 30 years old is about the point where a player... Yeah, you start thinking maybe he's going to break down a little bit, but Manny Machado is a perfect example of a player who's grown up in the age of nutrition, uh, hydration, sleep. You know, like this sort of stuff has been preached to him, working out in the offseason, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So the athletes now, when you start thinking, well, I don't know, 30 years old is a little bit old. It's not anymore. You know, it's it's young. Like, and this is all the sports. You know, maybe not football, like like gridiron oh, yeah, football. It's much because different. that sport is like yeah. your body just gets destroyed. Apples and oranges, my friend. But all like, you know, quarterbacks can get away with that stuff, like Tom Brady turning mm -hmm. 45. Mm -hmm. But Jesus, you know, that I still can't fathom the fact that he's 45 playing at an elite level in the oh, NFL. Fuck that, dog. Today is the anniversary of Nolan Ryan whooping Robin Ventura's ass after Robin Ventura trying to rush the mound. 46-year-old Nolan Ryan grab Robin. Just, you want grab Robin. You trying to you know? catch his hands? That boomer grabbed that fucking millennial or Gen Xer <laughs> by the throat and said, bing, bang, boom. Get back out of here, bro. Happy anniversary to that. As you were, Darren. So it's funny you say that. So I that's one of the few autographs that I have is an autograph picture of Nolan Ryan. Uh, Nolan Ryan signed it with Robin Ventura in the headline. Bananas. Punching no, him in the head. You, you have that? I have that. So Nolan Ryan signed it. And God bless him. Hey, man, why is he dropping so much dick today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get a counter on the dick drop meter? Oh, oh that's four. Oh, that's four. Okay. Wait, no, five's coming up here oh, momentarily. Okay. <laughs> I, let me finish because it's going to be five. So no, uh, Robin Ventura's agent lives in San Diego. Uh -oh. His okay. name is John Boggs. Oh, oh John shit. Boggs. Yeah, yeah. And I said, hey, I, I got this picture. Nolan Ryan signed it. Can we get Robin Ventura to sign it? He's like, <laughs> you asked him? He's like, he won't do it. Well, dumb. <laughs> he goes, he will not do it. He goes, 
You know how much money I've left on the table? Like we had hundreds of thousands of dollars lined up if Robin would autograph this with Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura would not do it. Damn. He would just would, He's the he, one that charged him down? And and got what? Like, yeah, Some people what say saying. in sports he is the originator of Fuck around and find out. He fucked around, fuck around and, and he found out really quick right. that this fucking horse herder, right. Nolan Ryan, just grabbed him and just slapped him around and threw him to the ground, bro. But, but think about that now. If you had a, you know, if there was this famous moment of you getting your ass beat, mm-hmm. you can make mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. on yeah. it. Yeah, pay me, dog. Like, like, that's, that's every UFC, every Z- boxer. Zero like, pride, yeah. minimal ego by all means. Let's yeah. go. And his, and his agent's like, yeah, we can set this up. And and forever, Robin Ventura's like, nope, it's, not like it's not like you can deny that it was real. Like, it's on video yeah. on everybody's right. phone. So you might Just as well make money. Just because you close your eyes it. doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> so I was like, so, you know, what do you, come on. Like, come on, John, you're his agent. Can you get this done? He's like, he will not do it. And so, Damn, <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, yeah, dude, he's right. Think of fucking Verlander, thirty nine years old. Tell me more. Eleven and two with a one point eight nine ERA. Go ahead. Like, the times are fucking different. Old doesn't mean shit anymore. I'm forty three and I'm awesome. I'm ready to go home and have some sushi. All right, and that's, about- <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna do as a forty three year old man. And you got these fucking dudes. All right, Ninety eight Padres versus two thousand eight. 22, potentially moving forward, 23 with the same squad, Mm -hmm. Padres now. Where are we? How does it compare? What do we like? What are the similarities? What can we look forward to? So we were supposed to do this podcast the day that Juan Soto debuted. Mm -hmm. It's almost perfect that we didn't. And I said, listen, I don't don't know, Steve Caesar, I got to be at this game professionally. I probably should be there. I did not reach out to you knowing that. And you fucking accuse me of saying, whatever, dude, you're probably going to win the game too. Get all. Steve's <laughs> like, well, okay, whatever, I guess. I was like, well, don't you have tickets? He's like, well, I was going to sell them. It's like, I think you'd rather go to the game. You're like, no way, dude, I was going to sell my tickets. Best game my dude. I've been to. My <laughs> dude. Yeah. And all the years of me fucking going to Padre games with my pops, with my, my mom dude. and my pops. And everyone's like, oh, bro, it was loud. But not that loud where it's just like loud. It's loud, like, and engaging and energetic. Like, if you're not part you of what's it. going on, it's yeah. like, what's uh, going me, on? I had a few friends, including the one I gave my ticket to, that was like, you fucked up. Timmy, this guy's like, he's like, he's like oh, bumps. man, I guess if I have to go. But I was I was planning on selling these tickets. I'm we, like, I think you'd rather go watch yes, Juan Soto yes, debut with yes. Josh Bell. Absolutely. He's like, no. That's not what you're saying. But you're no, like, no, no. You're like, no, I think I'd rather do the podcast. Hey, Jeff, keep me the professional. I mean, I was there. If I was going to go, and I, I was knew, there I had to save you from yourself on that. Night. I was like, go to the game. You it was want a, to be there. It was that. awesome. Yeah. It was It was up. It was. We didn't know if we were going to go or if we were going to sell it, bro. They were selling for like $150 a ticket. We talked about this earlier. Like, I, you I can looked sell on, the rest of your tickets. I looked on Sunday and it was $10 to $75. Look at that. Yeah, the, the normal. Where are we going to sit? Yeah. So Wednesday morning. 75 was the minimum you were going to pay and it went up all the way to like fucking 500 and then if you're going down in the like the white people section go ahead you know the miracle a, whip a, section a couple grand you know like behind home play and shit this home play experience eat. is brought to you by miracle whip. <laughs> <laughs> with, the <laughs> with the twist of lime with the twist of lime is there a latinx version of that anyway no? oh, God. you are welcome 
Thank you for allowing me to go to that game, making it <laughs> making it a bit of viable option. Little did you know, I was playing it coy. I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was Sam really Baggin. looking forward to this. He was already putting on his jersey. Was, my my like, city Soto jersey on. I was like, oh, sorry, yeah, I, I, I feel you. you. I don't think. I, no, not yet, bro. I saw so many that night. That night, I saw uh, masking tape, duct tape, Hilarious. a piece of cardboard taped on there, and then the word Soto, Soto, yeah. and then a twenty-two, and I was like, you know what, bro. We fucking deserve this as Padre fans. They, they, they went on sale today. You know, I we, can't imagine how much money they made today. Do you guys wear jerseys with like, like names on the back Minor blank. stuff? Yeah, me, I, I don't do that. I was either. talking to somebody about this recently, and I don't not remember Not a criticism. It's just no, 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 no. Here it no. comes. Here's a fucking criticism. Um, <laughs> no, zero, zero <laughs> criticism. I do have a jersey with somebody's name on it, but I'd rather have the blank if I'm even going to wear a jersey at all. Yeah. You know, I think I went through that whole fucking thing. You, you know stage. why mine are blank? Because the authentic ones that I have in my fucking closet right now, and I still have them, I'm not afraid to admit it. Jake Peavy, mm. fucking uh, Jake Antonio Peavy. Gates, mm. he's uh, a homie. Merriman, Go Tomlinson. Ahead. I'm like, why did I spend all Where that money? Where are they money? now? Are you a Charger it, fan now, though? No, it's not even about that. But when I was a Charger fan, they were all gone within three years. Mm. So was Peavy within yeah. three years of me getting that. So, like, I learned a lesson back then. I'm never getting a name on a jersey. Even when like that these signed 13 years, one of my best friends reached out and he's like, "Well, you'll finally get a jersey." And I'm like, "Nah." I just think it's weird to be in my 40s and cheering somebody on who's it's in the their age. 20s. It's yeah. us, it's us getting like, older. Hey, no, I'm yeah. officially 40. I can agree with Felicidades that. On somebody, that bro. somebody in our business came up with the uh, the standard that you can only you know or should only. And and to each their own. I don't really sound like I don't want to sound like a judge. Take a fucking about stand, it. Darren. Jeez, <laughs> you know, like you should only wear the jersey and the number of an, and the name of somebody who's older than you. And I was like, oh, okay, I see that. I, I understand people I see that. living by that, but I also think, hey, man, if it makes you happy to wear a Soto jersey or a Tatis yeah, yeah, jersey, yeah, yeah, then yeah, wear yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who fucking cares? And like he said, we've endured so much Dude, that right now. Exactly. Fuck. We everything that we currently have right now, we've thanks earned. to Big Papa Peter Seidler, dog. Mm. That's is the guy we we, we deserve this, mm -hmm. and he has been he's the Willy Wonka of this motherfucker. <laughs> All right, bro, he's bringing everyone together, and he's saying, you know what? There is no budget. Fuck it. We have Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., bro. Can we keep Juan Soto moving forward, Darren Smith? Absolutely. Tap in, tap into that fucking professional mind of yours, my mm. dude. This this owner, you just mentioned it. He. He doesn't live by those rules, you know, and, and I know it's easy to, you know, get wrapped up in all the outside noise and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of it. But it's but it's even what happened here locally. You know, it's that we had other owners here in San Diego who would tell you that this sort of shit was impossible. And now we know those people were fucking lying. Bullshit. They were fucking lying to us the whole time. So, you know, I know there's, you know, something floating around the day that we're recording this about other executives around baseball or questioning whether or not this sort of stuff is sustainable. And it's easy to sort of point our fingers outside and go, hey, you know, who cares what this dude in some big market saying someplace else? It's what was said here. It's what people accepted that was a lie. People here, even the previous owner said they could never sign somebody for $300 million. Peter but Siler said, we will sign somebody for $300 million. And then we're going to sign somebody for three hundred and forty, and maybe Juan Soto is going to cost us five hundred. And you know and what? And we just signed Joe Musgrove for five years for a hundred million and bucks. This is his San song. Diego as it fucking gets. Now pitching number forty-four, Joe Musgrove. Damn, dog. So we got an owner. We're a different team now. He's, well, you know, here's the thing, right? Like, so we're all European soccer fans too. So we understand this mentality. It's not a U.S. sports mentality. Come on, you Spurs. 
Spurs lose United. money. United loses. Well, Go United ahead. doesn't because That's they're right. run by, unfortunately, a U.S. conglomerate. <laughs> Chevrolet. Barca is so <laughs> fucking far in debt, I can't even count that high. But, you know, sometimes European soccer clubs don't run it like a bottom line business. They run it because they're, you know, it's a vanity project. They want to win. And they're hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. That's not weird that you didn't mention your fucking little starlets team, uh, Barcelona, because they're in that. I just that, did. He, did. He literally right. just said that the beginning. Yeah. they're like a billion dollars Say, you know what, I'm, I'm holding them accountable because he's a weenie. But not every, you know, I, I like what, you know, this isn't my retirement fund. I don't want somebody worrying about the bottom line. It's my fucking baseball team. Yeah. It's my, it's my football team. So, like, I don't want you always focusing on that sort of stuff. You know, I think sports fans have taken a weird turn in that, they think more along the lines of boardroom than they do about what does this mean for our community? What does this mean for our spirit? What does this mean for our identity? Bridging the gap, taking ownership, doing and, all those you know, things. I, I, like, I, you know, I, I, and this still bothers me about Charger fans. But like, oh, we've got such a smart owner. He only pays a dollar a year in rent. I'm like, fuck you. Like that is, that dude's a cuck. You know what I mean? Mm. Like <laughs> that's not something to be celebrated just because you're like, hey, oh, our bottom line and our fucking yeah. margin sheet is all this sort of stuff. When your own family is trying to sue you, probably not a good thing. It's not probably good. not a great... It's not know, looking good. You know, probably sort of, <laughs> you know, and I don't mean to, 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 to go down, but like, that's the thing I like. like I don't want... I, I love that the Padres are not operating like a bottom line operation. Yeah. Like, you know, because that's the way... You know, I know Barca's in all sorts of trouble right now, but, you know, I sort of like it. They're trouble. like, fuck it. Like, yeah. let's just do it. Like, let's just right, fucking go for this. Because for years, we were told that that wasn't the case. For exactly. years, we were told we that could never it's sign never going to We yeah. could never have a payroll that's competitive. And I remember how all shocked we and were. And now Peter Tyler's, Peter Tyler's going, hey, you know what? We can do this. Yeah. yeah. Not and no, He dropped the bigger dick than Darren. Oh. What did Marty ask? Can we retain a $500 million player or something alluding to that? And he's like, have some fucking Luli. Like, what do you want from us? Yeah. Right. We're the San Diego Padres. We can sign whoever the well, fuck I mean, we want. And how yep. shocked are we in comparison to when he signed Hosmer as much as we all... No, have. we all nothing. I'm a fan of Hosmer and what he did at the time and I'm the sorry, doors that he opened for us. Um, but anyway... Look at Hosmer is mushrooms. Hosmer <laughs> gave us the opportunity to take mushrooms and open up all of our internal doors inside of our head and be like... This is possible. Wouldn't it be? This weed? is the reality. Ah, we, you go straight Hosmer, to the fucking Hosmer, mushrooms Hosmer. and say Hosmer led to Machala. Like three Could. days of tequila. Open your doors to perception, or, my friend. Like, even even signing him for 140 was just enough to make me go, oh shit. Dude, I we will always remember when Ron Fowler went on the radio at the old Mighty 1090 and said, "We're never going to sign a player for 300 million dollars." Couple of weeks later, they signed Manny Machado, and yeah. that wasn't posturing. He meant that. I, you know. But I, I think Papa Seedler dropped that dick again yeah. and said, hey, hey, take a seat, bro. Let me let exactly you know. Exactly what happened. Let me let you know how we're going to do things here with the Padres franchise now. We like, we offer, we get. And they've done it, bro. Ooh. You know, and they've when done it. When you said it. that, it set up a little Myers, bit. Again? My I don't even know. You know, you know, I just you know, I just toked up a little bit on that grasshopper. We got Hosmer, we got Myers, we got Machado, which led to fucking the extension, which led to Musgrove, which led trading and for these players who potentially will be worth five hundred dollars, five hundred million rather. It's like Jesus Christ, we're at that level, and people, I feel like people are trying to like take the legs out from under us. It's like I don't know how they're doing it. It's not sustain sustainable. It's not a found model. Well, you're Bro, we're fucking. You're fifth in attendance. Yeah, about to go up to about top three. Voted in the and they're selling four hundred and seventy-five dollar 
City Connect jerseys. What's and that cracking? line's around the block. What's and the cracking? other thing is they just got this land, the tailgate park. They're going to be building on that. And I know you don't take money out of one pocket and put it in the other, right? Like you keep your business interests separate. But they're still making money. Money That's the is point. being money. made. Yeah. And they also understand the way this works. And let's also be honest about one other thing. I don't know if any of this is possible if the Chargers are still in town. Ooh. But the Chargers are the are the Padres are the best version of themselves now. Because the That's spotlight is on. The spotlight is on. All and attention I, and focus on are the Padres. And I've noticed this trend in sports in San Diego is, guess what? Everybody's being the best version of themselves since that team left town. Oh, my God, bro. Thank you, Dean Spanos. Oh, no. Too soon? Not yet? Oh, fuck. Who do we hate I more, Dean Spanos or Eric Cosmer? Oh, I would <laughs> never say Dean Spanos. No, I've said you. that on the air. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to debate whether or not we're better off with or without the NFL. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people love that team, including you two. No. no I'm in deep sir. like. But you did. No. I mean, Caesar, I, when they did. were here? Right. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Taken when over when they were here. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm saying, since they left. Fuck I you, I'm a fan. I don't know, man. Like, everybody else, San Diego State, pro soccer in the city. Padres, everybody else has flourished since they've gone. Yeah. In in ways that they never have. So I don't know. You that, put it on one side of the scale and you put it on the yeah. other side. Like, you know, you tell me what you think is better. Like, I feel like we're... Yeah, what if they had built the stadium? What if they had stuck around? Well, you know, what happens to San Diego State if the Chargers... I don't know. Like That's also true. You know, what happens if the Padres aren't able to take all that money, all that revenue, all that advertising? I don't know. Yeah, but but it happened. But you know, for eight games a year versus a eighty-one, 81. Game schedule, I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like we're in a really good position. And you know, if people outside of San Diego don't respect us because they don't think we're a fucking real market, dude, because you're a fucking NFL, that's fine. Well, then you know, fuck off. That's like, fine. We're yeah. fine because who's having more fun than us? And that's oh, the San Diego mentality. Thing, you hit on something. That's a San Diego mentality, bro. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. We're in San Diego and we're still doing it. You know, oh, you don't like the way we're operating and we're not doing it according to your blueprint on how your city and that franchise got it done. This is just how it happens for us. You know, dude, we, let me tell you something. So Portland, Oregon's an interesting place to go. So they got the Timbers and they got the Trailblazers. Oh, fucking awesome. The most fun I've ever had was at a Portland Timbers and Seattle Sounders uh, game. Tell us about it. It Electric. Ele- the entire... Does Portland, Portland give a shit that it's not Seattle? Absolutely Does Portland not. care? Because you know what they do? They're like, fuck you, Seattle. Yeah, Every yeah. time yeah. their supporter it, it section us, chants that. It took us 25... They don't want to be Seattle. They don't feel like they're in the shadow yeah. of Seattle. That's they not like who they are. They're, the sh- they're grassroots. Like, we're fucking yeah. Portland. It, it, and that's us, it. it and the us, sooner we realize we're fucking San Diego, yeah. like... Hey. We don't give a fuck about the NFL. Let's fucking go San Diego. It took us 25 minutes. Jorge to, said it. <laughs> 25 minutes to find a bar to be able to sit down in because the downtown district was that fucking crazy. Yeah. Cool. You, and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're on the outskirts. They're not in downtown Portland. But by the time you got out there, 25 minutes for us to find a suitable bar that we could actually get into. Games look fun and trailblazers. Like, amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, like... I, We've obviously got the right of self-determination to define us. We don't need other people to define what San Diego is. We fucking define this, not them. It's been a different level of better every season ticket gear that we've had. You know, like once the Chargers left, and you're right, because I started thinking about it as soon as you said it, to the culmination of just this Wednesday when it was just electric, man. And it's like, you know, it's like, this is a new level that we unlocked. There is no going back 
to a Chase Headley or a Sean Burroughs (laughs) or a fucking Bubba Trammell or shit like that, you know? Brian Buchanan, respectfully to the white brother, Brian (laughs) Brian Buchanan. You know, it's like there's no going back to that because we've unlocked this level of top-tier fucking stardom, dog. But I also think them leaving has motivated Mm -hmm. Peter Seidler. Because he understood, like, he he really did, for somebody who's relatively new to town, he understood the pain. Seriously. And, you know, I think other teams felt that also. You know, San Diego State was sort of like, like, we get it. Like, we were tired of being treated this way. And, you know, whether or not it ever actually fills the void is certainly up for discussion. But I think everybody understood the responsibility of, of – trying to represent this city and trying to give everybody what it was that they felt like they deserved. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Bro, I love going to these games now. Well, I mean, would you ever think on a fucking Wednesday night we're at almost 45,000 people? Yeah. On That's a Wednesday crazy. Starting night. at 3.30 in the afternoon. I was down there at 3.30, dude. People were around the block trying to get into that place. Oh, I love it. Okay, I, again, we waited a long fucking time for. But this. here we are. Don't go fucking patting yourself on the back too hard. We're going it's up to LA back today. That I'm petting right now. Uh-huh. What do we back. do? What What do we do from here? All right, we're we're shit. Almost three quarters of the way through the season. Right. Where are we? How do we get to the next level? What are our legitimate expectations? Uh, I sort of buy into the. World Series over the next couple of years thing. Okay. But it's hard, you know. I mean, the postseason is it's a crap hard. Shoot. It's a crapshoot, you know. Like, um, and, and like, yet to be proven is whether or not this team has that, you know, that sort of winning DNA, like, sort of weird thing that's not quantifiable. Uh, you know, certain teams just know how to win. Certain players That ability that Eric win. Hosmer brings to the... <laughs> to the <world. laughs> Every day in and day out. <laughs> hey, man, he's won. Hey, fucker, why didn't that guy fucking yeah. say thank you to, to, to San Diego on his way out? I don't know. It was toxic. It just got so bad. What happened there, guys? bro? Well, we didn't storm the Capitol with him. Jesus so. oh, Christ. Christ. <laughs> right, I'm going to go. You're out of here? Yeah. All right. Hey, have fun. Virgin, virgin over Emo Brown. I see, I, see the, I see the preferential treatment. <laughs> see you, brother. I get a paycheck here. Get it, bro. <laughs> Darren Smith, I'm excited, yet it's a controlled expectation. We're still the San Diego Padres, and we're still San Diego Padre fans. And you still have the Dodgers who and are doing still Dodger things, fucking who are Dodgers. very fucking good. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But, you know, it feels like a fair fight. It does. Doesn't it? Now more than ever. And people keep saying, oh, yeah, what happened in 2015? But it's like, I, I, I get it. I get it. But guess what? 2015, we didn't have fucking Juan Soto. Uh, we did not have Manny Machado. My dude, he Ooh. is the best. Juan Soto. Next level? The best. Generational? How does he rank? So it's so funny. Uh, over the last couple of years, yeah, you, you end up in these silly conversations in sports radio sometimes, you know, because you have so much time to fill, three hours every day. The Kobe, LeBron, and Michael Jordan debate. Somebody, right, 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 right. You know, all of that. All of, of those things. And somebody said, who would you... Uh, who would you trade Fernando Tatis Jr. for? I said, there's only one. Mm. There's only one dude I would think about, and it's Juan Soto. That's the guy. So I felt pretty good about that, because for a couple of years, I've been saying Juan Soto. Juan, like, he is the... Now, I get it. Not everybody in San Diego is watching, watching Washington National games. 
Ya he visto en el Mexican. Washington, Washington Nationals. Washington, Washington, Washington. Washington. <laughs> so, I, I, so then when he became available, I was like, oh, I don't care how many fucking prospects he takes. Like, All of them. You got to get that guy. And their mamas. You know, and and I was there, Game Six of the World Series in 2019 against the Astros. I'm going to revert to the uh, dig dropping meter. Uh, that is number seven. Go ahead, there, Darren. When he homered against Justin Verlander, and they walked him intentionally. Like it, you know, you just put on a show. He should have been the World Series MVP. He was 19. You're like 19. This bro. is different. Right? That sounds like, some Miguel Cabrera shit, bro. This is like some European soccer shit, right? Like when you know players just come up earlier, they're not worried about the 16 year old player coming up, making his debut here at Old Trafford, right? And oh, here's 17 year old Lionel Messi. Here it is. And uh, you know, so it's you know to get that guy, it's it's you know, and to have Manny Machado here, and to have Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back, and then think about all the other pieces too, like. The pitching stuff is fucking phenomenal, bro. Dude, it's amazing. And it's like, you know, it's the... So how long have you been a uh, season ticket holder? For a minute, man. I remember Brian Giles was my view the first time we bought season tickets in a right field in that Where little... Where were you? The Petco... The, the porch. Section what? Ah, fuck. I was section... Because I had season tickets it was, there, It too. was odd. The I odd was numbers. section 133. Okay, I was going to say 130-something. It was right there. We were in the front row. Dude, um, I wonder if we sat to, like, we probably close did. to each other. Yeah, there was a bunch of annoying white people around me. <laughs> 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 no, man, we were right there behind Brian Giles, and that was my fucking first experience as an adult telling wife. He was like, hey, I've unlocked the level. It's like, I'm, I've always wanted season tickets. I'm getting season tickets. They sucked shit. Like 04. Yeah, they like sucked shit. And we were like right there in that area. It was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Like, it was yeah. like two, for us, it was like 2005, 2006, right when we got married a couple of years later. And that's what we would do. We'd go to games or right. take friends and we'd hang out. And I've been a season ticket holder since then. I took like a three-year lapse, and then I came back strong like five years ago. We've been in the same section yeah, now. I, I was for three years, and then I got divorced, so I had to give it up. But You lost I, that in the divorce. Uh, There's no I didn't lose thing. it. I just decided this is probably <laughs> not the best. You win. Take take the, this lame-ass like, uh, Arky San Franco-led Padres. <laughs> <laughs> I need to save some money. Plus, the team is shit. Yeah. So. Uh, but I remember that section. And then the other night when I watched Soto take his position, I was like, Imagine I being wish that I was still there. <laughs> Bro, we turned into the Yankees for that game. We were chanting everybody, every player's that. name, bomb, 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 mm. all the way down into Until the catch. Acknowledged. And then it was, it, we're some New York Yankees shit, yeah. bro. But still, we've got the Dodgers coming this series. They're up a dozen game on us. Can we catch them in the West? Can the Padres take the West this year? Well, listen, it's what, an hour before the first? There's 12 to go. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say no. Like, one team might bludgeon the other one over 12 of the last 56 games. 54. So it's possible because head-to-heads are sort of double, but probably not. Wild card. Can we solidify a legitimate wild card spot? And again, let's, you know, I don't think the Dodgers would bludgeon the Padres over these 12, but like, those they are, might go head to head. Those six, are impactful six, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are impactful games. So, you know, I, yeah, I think they're probably, it's going to be a wild card. But the question is, are they going to be the wild card series at home or is it going to be the wild card series? A four or five or a six. Right. Pretty much. the four, you're at home for three games. The five, you're on the road for three games. So, but it's fun. Dude. It's just like, great to be in that conversation know, though, again, like, though. So when I asked you, like, how long you've been a season ticket, I was, I wonder if you, uh, have you noticed, has there been a change in demographics? I was talking earlier to uh, Ricardo Campos. Who's that? <laughs> El presidente de the San Diego Loyal. 
and I was telling him the main difference between what we deal here in 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 San Diego and in TJ Sports. You want to go watch a Padre game now? You can find its roots based in like a Tijuana Toro, like a Mexican league. It's a party, or even the Dominican. When you see like Caribbean series, bro, mm. it's a party up and down every stand and every row. You know, it's a whole different experience. The Padres haven't captured that. So where were they then? Bad, horrible, bro. Like I said, it was like it was quiet as shit. It was as soon as like the pitcher would get in his windup and go and do it, it was like crickets. Now. Motherfuckers are doing the wave nonstop all day. Right. They've got La Chona by Los Tucanes playing in between songs now. It's like, I almost feel like they 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 unlocked the level of potential that was always there. Like they saw the demographic was one thing, but they still opted. They, they, they saw fucking salsa in the crowd, but they kept buying ketchup. You know, and it's like, you guys are playing it super safe, super, super bland. Like you guys are a border fucking town here in San Diego and the team that we represent it's a bunch of Mexicans and just like Latins and, and, and people not from here, you know, that don't look, oh, look, that's not like a Padre fan. Yeah, we're Padre fans. As soon as they tapped into that shit and said, you know, Tucanes, La Chona, wife and I were thinking, I was like, oh, wow, they're fucking playing this now? They finally unlocked that level at the perfect time. Juan Soto, Tatis, Machado, it's like we're, we've slowly become the capital of the Dominican Republic right here in San Diego, bro. And they brought all the culture and, and, and everything and with the culture that was already here. Yeah, the beers are $16, but guess what? There's a fucking price to pay to watch this team. This team is top notch. You know, it, it might be second to none when it's all said and done. So that experience better match it. When you go to a fucking Toros, um, have you been to a Toros game? Never. Have you been? You've been to a Cholos game. Obviously. Been to a Cholos game. Those games are bananas. Right. El Masacre, you know, and just the whole, the whole way they get down, it's like, oh. <gasps> All right, we have that here with the Padres now, and I'm fucking stoked about it. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's the answer I was hoping for. Because I feel like when Pecco opened up, and nothing against the people that got it off the ground, but it was a different vibe. It was just a different energy. Zero vibe. How about that? There was no vibe, bro. It had no personality. The best seat of the house. It It was (laughs) not, you know. But it 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 felt like it was. you know, it felt like the you know the the energy was from a different part of San Diego County. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, and you could sort of see that reflected in the age of the people who were there. You mean not South San Diego? And <laughs> uh, the demographics of, of yeah, man. It, how it looked and some certain people real needed. talk. It is what it is, Darren. It, it is, is what, it, what is. it is, and it felt like at some point somebody realized, wow, if we bring in. If we cater to this culture and we cater to the demographic. exciting players not looking like Chase Headley. Who was your first player you saw with the Padres who they signed, traded for, drafted, created, and brought up to the majors that fit that mold? Which one? The old one or the new one? The new mold. Uh, I felt like there was a couple of, you know, I felt like they tried with a couple of Cuban pitchers. But um, good question. Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, for you, Adrian. Okay. I feel like that was the inception. We need to get this guy. This is a homegrown kid. He's from Chula Vista, family in Tijuana, goes to East, like drafted number one in the 2000s and fucking Marlins and whatever. And he ended up here. We got to get him. Boom. I think that's when it started, but I don't think they truly. In the, in the Peco era. In the Peco era, era, yeah. Because, right. you know, obviously you can talk about like Roberto Alomar. Uh, yeah. And, you know. Even if Fernando Valenzuela bringing right. him in in the latter part of his career simply to just like tap into the culture right. that was there. But Manny Margot, I almost feel like is a, the, this last wave 
Yeah. And 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 we really started to build it, and, and it didn't ultimately didn't work, but it led to like a machado tatis and all so, that. So here's the thing I would say: representation matters. Yes. And I think when you when you commit, you know, representation matters to a lot of people. So I was in you know Barrio Logan a couple of weeks ago, and you know you sort of have this amazing view when you're in Barrio Logan of Peco Park, and you go, you can understand why people would walk from here to Peco Park because they recognize people that look like them. It's and that's culture. a huge part of yeah. it. Like that's such a, you know, a huge part of San Diego that never felt like it was unlocked before. You got to have the community embrace you back. Right. You know, you can embrace and you can bang that drum as like, oh, we are San Diego. But if San Diego doesn't get you back, that's a whole different game. Right. So like, is Trevor a huge deal? Of course he is. Is Tony Gwynn a huge? Of course. But like there's this, you know, there's this part of San Diego that felt honestly a little unrepresented and now it, you know, you see it everywhere, dude. Like it's a legit and party. It is, it is a vibe. Yeah. It is, you know, there's yeah. a reason why you and I last time I think we saw each other was on Third Avenue and Chula Vista outside of Three Punk Hills. And the Padres were pretty much sponsoring this entire block party. It was there. And man, was it not the most ridiculously crowded thing you've ever seen on Third Avenue? On Third Avenue, second to none, man. I feel like the only thing that would slightly uh, compete with it is our Lemon Festival. So the Lemon Festival is obviously something that's held on Third Avenue every year. This week or this year, it's on August 13th. So cruise down, have a good time. But City Connect, no mames, bro. City Connect was bananas because it was legitimately there was a Padres injection in the whole event that you it was undeniable. City Connect jerseys were there. There was a bus parked in the middle of Third Avenue that had a line that was as long as the end of the block that never never ended. Mm. You know, people would go up and get strictly City Connect hats, the turquoise hat, the mint hat, the jersey, all of the things, man. People were on the block. You were drinking. We're all drinking. We're all hanging in at Three Punk. Everyone's just vibing, having a great time. Padres fucking know that they need to do these kinds of things. And that's why they're on Third Avenue and they're doing it. They know there's a demographic. We talked to Ricardo Campos from The Loyal earlier as well. He acknowledges and knows that there's something in the South Bay that they need to connect and jump in on. Because that'll only help grow in the model that they're currently working in. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it makes me happy, you know, being from Chilvis. It's like, I've been telling people, like, yeah, it's awesome down here. Why don't you ever go anywhere? It's like, why, do I, why would I fucking leave? Right. Like, I love, I love everything well, now about Now that it. I live here, I get it. <laughs> you you're, in, you're in South Bay now, man. You're yeah. a fucking South Bay guy. You're in IB. You do your thing. And it's like, you understand what it is to be down here. It's a whole different fucking vibe. I never want to go anywhere. You never want to go anywhere. <laughs> like he North would, well, of 54 yeah. is like, ah, I don't They know. were offering us a, an epic uh, sushi experience in Kearney Mesa. I was like, nah, bro, you can stop right the there. The second we're like, oh, what's the best sushi in town? Oh, so there's a spot in Kearney Mesa. Yeah, You're not like, I'm not going, dog. Nah. We need yeah. something a little bit more south. I don't see that. a situation in life where I'm going to say, hey, white we'll, we'll get burritos. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go to Kearney Mesa to get, oh, no. Uh, all right, we're going to go fucking Lolita's, dog. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I, I think it's, you know, it's an amazing phenomenon that's happening here is, is you know, know how everybody's embracing this new reality of San Diego sports you know and and it shouldn't be competitive from Padres to Loyal or whomever you know I think Wave is is been a part of this too the NWSL team but like it's just you know it's just a great thing to see that like South Bay matters you know like this community matters you know that that to me has been the best part about all this too because you know like I said you know representation matters so you know, that's that's been a really f- like, yeah, they got to win. It doesn't matter. You can have, you know, fucking nine Mexicans on the team. But if they stink, they stink. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. And it doesn't really fucking matter. But, 
you know, it's still like a you know a cool thing to see, like you know that people identify well, in a professionally way that they, speaking, that they hadn't identified before. Professionally speaking, how much more entertaining or successful is it to be a sports journalist, reporter, commentator with this squad than it is maybe to a squad when Chase Headley was the jewel of the franchise? Um, it, you know, this is a winning team with aspirations of legit deep Poor playoff. Chase Utley. Chase Utley getting <laughs> unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Right. Fucking uh, Sean Burroughs led squad. Right, How about that? Go, Much yeah. better. Adam Heis dude. Damn, you went deep on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some others. Yeah, we could, we could. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's it it feels more fun. You know, it feels more vibrant. You look forward to. Taking calls, I'm assuming, man. We never take calls, but you know, uh, <laughs> I look forward to interacting more on the level. You know, it's it it has been a different experience, um, in a positive way. You know, in a more representative way, it, it just feels like it's you know it's it's more representative of San Diego. You know, like it's San Diego, like it's fucking San Diego, like like you know who are we? We got a border right here. So from that standpoint, it just, you know, it, it feels like it's more representative of what this place is all about. Not just, you know, a certain, you know, certain smaller group of, of fans. So, yeah, I mean, you know, plus, you know me, like I'm a soccer fan. So I'm all into the, you know, the cultural aspect of sports and learning about new people from different cultures. And, you know, okay, cool. You're from the Dominican Republic. That's amazing. Like, I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, you know, that to me, oh, from Colombiano, you know, from Jorge Alfaro, uh, Jorgsen Profar is my favorite player on the squad. He's from Curacao, huge football fan. So he and I have talked a lot about, you know, so I think to me, that's, that's part of it as well is, you know, just who they are, what they represent and, and how they add to the mosaic of the city. You know, that's, that's been a really amazing part of watching this whole thing come together. Are we signing Jose uh, Juan Soto? Are we signing that guy? I wouldn't say no on that one. I, I mean, the owner, you brought it up. He said $500 million. He doesn't <sighs> intimidate. He's I not feel intimidated like by that. Now, you know, you have to start thinking about, too, you know, what does that mean for, for you know, Tatis who's making 340 You know, is he willing to share a clubhouse with somebody who's making $160 million? You know, all those things you have to think about. But I don't think they care until they win that chip. Once you win that chip, that changes everything. Yeah. You know, and up until that time, it's like, no, no, no. Whatever you guys got to do, let's get it done. I want this window to remain as wide open for us to be in contention for as long as possible. You know, signing pitchers like Joe Musgrove does not hurt. Nope. You know, that retaining homegrown talent like that, that doesn't hurt, man. And Joe's such a, you know, what a great ambassador for this city. You know, he's just... He bangs San Diego as hard as anybody else, man. Because he gets it. He understands yeah. it. You yeah. know, he doesn't understand one part of it. He understands all of it. It's awesome to see pictures when they, they do the, like, throwback pictures and him growing up, being a youngster in Little League, sporting <laughs> that Padre outfit, and then him fast forward to his major league career where he's rolling up his sleeve and he's got that San Diego Padre tattoo on right. there. That's fucking awesome, bro. That's some, that, that's some Hollywood script fairy tale right, shit. Exactly. That doesn't ever happen, but here we are. I feel like, ah, finally, it's like I've been, I'm 43. I've never had a, a team that has won it all, you know? Yeah, I have Manchester United, but I still like, it doesn't, and I've been to a match. So I feel like I'm committed. You're I'm connected. Pop, yeah, that's just my squad. I can't just one day like say, oh, uproot and say, I think I'm a Palace fan now. Or I think I'm this uh, Tottenham fan now or everything. It's like, I can't. 
I'm pot committed from Eric Cantona all the way up to now. Eric Cantona, who kicked the Palace fan. What's up, dog? I know. It was at that, that moment. People ask me, why are you a United fan? Eric Cantona drop kicking somebody. Who? A Palace fan. Come on. Right in the grill. Right in the grill. And ever since then, bro. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been a fan. I was like, this is the team I like. This is the team I need. And I was like, ooh. But it's like having this now here at home. And if we can pull it off, Darren, puta madre, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to work for like a month. I know. What a party that would be. Can you imagine this city celebrating a championship on that level? I can't. I cannot imagine. Honestly, that. I can't either. Peter Seiler told us, dick drop. Number eight. Go ahead. Uh, you know, he's like, I like oh. how you're announcing your dick drops now. <laughs> uh, I, I know how it is. He's like, he's, he envisions, like he, he imagines where the party would be, where the parade would be. And he's like, oh, would we be on boats oh, under yeah. the Coronado Bridge? Would we go on down uh, in South Bay? Would we be going back up north? Would we be just going around the gas line? Like he, like he thinks about this sort of stuff, dude. So Chess, like, not checkers, my friend. Yeah. He's moves ahead of everybody. Yeah. And you know, I feel like everybody is finally realizing what kind of an owner he is, you know? You know, and I think people are finally, well, not finally. AJ Preller is a weird case. Weird. It's a weird situation. I feel like people have bought into him and then other people are like, no, no, no. But I feel like in the middle, there's a space where it's like all of this has been leading up to this. But, you know, the thing about him is, is you know, does this work in uh, Cincinnati? Probably not. Probably not. Does this work in, you know, pick your other market? Probably not. Does this work here with Peter Seiler? It works. And maybe Preller's an amazing salesperson who can convince everybody to do the same things. That or Seedler has a huge boner to bring a chip to San Diego. I think he does. And it's both. You know, that's he's an interesting guy, man. Like, you know, he's a two-time cancer survivor, which tells you, like, he never There's knows no quit. what's guaranteed. There's nothing guaranteed. Yeah. You know, so when people talk about soda, like, this is a great example. You know, oh, well, soda's going to be a free agent after 2024. Peter Seiler goes, what the fuck do I care about that? I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Do you think 2024 is guaranteed to me? It's not oh, guaranteed. Yeah. So from that standpoint, two times, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. His wife is a yoga instructor, so they're very present. They live in the moment. You know, like all this sort of shit matters about who he is. Yeah, he made a fucking fortune. He's a billionaire from private equity. Fine. But, you know, for him, like, you're not going to sit here and worry about shit that's maybe going to happen in a couple of years. Chances are he probably does go to free agency. But Peter Sousa going to be like, hey, I'm going to be here now. This is what we're doing. We're going to go head to head. We got 12 games against the Dodgers. We're fucking going to take our it, fucking dog. chances. I fucking love it. And yeah, I like who doesn't want to appreciate that? So, you know, and I, I like that. It, you know, again, it's not about a bottom line. It's not about, hey, what is our spreadsheet? You know, I heard that, you know, there's other minority owners who, um, you know, who do think, hey, this is baseball. We should be making more money. And Peter's like, hey, I'll buy you out. Like, you know, if you don't want to be part of this, Oof. like, it's fine. I'll buy you out. Like, like this is what go. we're doing. He's about legacy. He's about, you know, recognizing how this city was treated by others and making sure that we, you know, have a fucking party, man. He's got like, that let's fucking go San Diego mentality, He does bro. have it. And he not, has it. You know, we're not naive. Of course he's making a ton of money. Like, you're a homeowner, you know. Like, sometimes it fucking costs $20,000 to do something. But then you get an update every once in a while that your oh, home's worth a nice. hundred grand more. Oh, that's nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, oh, so he's going to be fine. He knows he's going to be fine financially. And if other owners get pissed off at him, then so be it. They're pissed. They are pissed. They're pissed. Like we came on this podcast. Well, they're pissed because they have to explain to their fans why they don't do Why don't you do the same thing that they're doing in San Diego? Right. Well, there's this. Ah, bullshit. He's fucking doing it. But other owners around here should have to explain that too. You know? Go ahead. Who? Well, I don't want to. I, I mean, 
I, I don't want to get wrapped up in the past, but like, you know, Jeff Moore should be like, oh, man, well, he can only spend $37 million. And Transparency. You know, John Morris was, you know, he did a lot for San Diego. It's hard to argue, but they never committed this way. And there's no real reason why they couldn't have. Benji Darren Smith right here shooting the shit with me, dog. This is crazy, man. I enjoy talking to you, but then you get into your fucking zone. You tap into your your, your genius, which is just talking sports and like peeling back like the not only the first layer, you're peeling off like on this onion, you got to the nucleus and that's where you are because you have experience and firsthand knowledge and accounts with the top dogs, with these people, man. So anytime I get a chance to talk to him, I'm like, shit, Whatever. And we Dude, we, every time I get a chance to talk to you, you've got the direct line. Dude. I enjoy it. I you enjoy it. I, I, I do not like to uh, overuse this privilege. You're a good dude. For some reason, you think I'm cool, so I don't want to ruin that yet. I don't think you're cool. I think you're influential. I think you're inspirational. Damn, that was lame. I don't even know what that means. I don't have to be offended or feel very grateful to be in your presence. Fuck you, Darren. Best taco spot for you here in the South Bay. You've been here. Uh, you've been here now, what? A year or six so, months? So uh, November first. So you told me about a couple spots up by you. Uh, I will say on the other side of the five, there's uh, TJ Oyster House. Stop it. TJ Oyster Bar is the best. Yeah. The one on Bonita Road. Yeah. The one across the street from fucking Bank of America yeah. and on Bonita Road. Wifey and I just went. Yeah. That Turns spot, out the secret's that out. Spots all right, dude. The secret's out. That well, place is I, I fucking. I learned about that oh. secret from from three pump. Dude, that that spot right now, fuck. Am I gonna go right now? The kids are spending the night at my my yeah. suegra's house, and it's just wife and me. Bitch, I might go to fucking yeah. TJ Oyster Bar tonight. TJ Oyster fuck. Bar. What's your Seven. order there? What do you usually get? Oh, I like the octopus. Uh, they got octopus fries. I know. Fuck around. Dude, they got joke. smoked tuna fries. I also fuck like around. at uh, Palm Avenue, uh, El Sino. Okay, never been, but I've heard. Um, yeah, so good. Palm Avenue for me is Mariscos El Kiki. It's on 13th and fuck. What is that? Coronado. 13th and Coronado, right next to a pinche piñata making spot. Mariscos El Kiki, you go in there. Uh, Tacos Gobernador is top. Not everything there is good, dude. Mm. Dude, fuck around. I'm hungry right now, Darren. Right. Stop <laughs> hey, Well, here's what I want to know Where is uh, Three Punk Ales uh, expanding? Expe oh, well, we're, we're always looking, Darren. We're always looking. I don't looking. mean they're like turned into the interviewer, but <laughs> but we're always looking. And there's a there's a couple spots in your fucking neighborhood. For, you know, IB seems like a very like. Is there a uh, prospectus I can there, take with me? Is there an investment opportunity? There, there might be. I might give you the elevator speech. The, the what is it? The thirty second elevator speech. <laughs> it it there's potential growth in IB of any other space that I've looked at that we've I've never found one that's more convincing than IB. Mm. I'm like, hmm. And it's not too far and it's right there and there's so right much there. cool shit going on, bro. What? Pizza Port opening up? Pizza Port. You guys got um, fucking Coronado Brewing? Yes. Got, yes, I guess, bro. But you got spots well, the on there. spot is... Oh, they bang. They bang spot. hard. That has spot yeah. bangs. It bangs hard. Yeah. Because there's... It's, they love you down there. It's prime prime location. It's prime everything. Mike Kess and what... Greg Kess is the homie. Yeah. Greg Kess, the brother. He, he, he's, he's the dude. Uh, Coronado and yeah, Pizza Port. I'm excited to see what Ke Pizza Port does. You know, oh. and they've got you got the forum and and, and you, what else? Where do you go? Uh, yield Plankin. Damn, you are uh, a yield plank motherfucker. I'm not, aren't you? Uh, a couple times. I've been there. That's locals yeah. as fuck, dude. That is. You're, that's you're, old local. You're you're opening up a can of worms, like bro. You said, a couple the blocks forum. My house. That's a spot. They have yeah. great food right there on the corner. Yeah. Man, you're in a great spot, and yeah, I hope I hope we can get up in there. If we can find a spot down there, yeah, you'll you'll be uh be able to get to three punk ales there. Real quick, and I also love uh, tacos El Gordo. Oof, oof, oof. 
I like how two of them are like within a block and a half of each other. <laughs> Canelo is opening a taco shop on Broadway. No way. Yeah, which is going to be like by, uh, two blocks by the Elwood. By your spot? Yeah, like next to the Elwood, like two blocks Delivering? north. I don't know what's going on, bro, but I see this, wh- this white Range Rover always pulling in to that lot. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is real. Imagine you're just hanging out on the Broadway, on Broadway or whatever, and Canelo's just there hanging he out having there, tacos. Right? Doesn't he live in like Serena Valley? My my people on the streets tell me that he is a resident or he has a residence here in San Diego, and I think it's in La Jolla, mm-hmm. you know. And I think he had a business he once upon a time. Valley. He trained. He used to. Tra- uh, oh no, no, yeah, you're right. He had some business out here in Chula Vista, and somebody would always tell me about it. Chula Vista, Don. We were in Ricardo's ear earlier. We were. We were like hard in Campos' ear. We should run ear. for mayor. Oh, you would. We were. We were. <laughs> yo, Amar. That's another little bridge that we can gap mm, right now. Amar Campanajar. What do you think? You've interviewed him. I have. I have interviewed him when he was running for Congress, running for mayor. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a good politician. Yeah, but that's, that, that's a double-edged sword, my friend. That's yeah, right. I realize that's not really a compliment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to be a good politician. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think it's, you know, people will hear that and they'll say, well, that's you know, sort of backhanded. But um, I don't know, you tell me. I mean, he's polished. You're from Chula Vista. And I don't so. think he liked that comment, that he's polished. But I mean, to me, polish is, to me, polish is like, ah, all right. You know, you know the lane you're in and you know how to dominate that lane. So you're always, stay in that lane. Do your thing. Right. He's a polished guy, but... I also see that he's bringing a new future, a control all delete to Chula Vista where it's like, you know what? We've done it so far like this and it's gotten to this far and it's epic and it's awesome. Let's see what we can do to take it to the next level. And I feel like he has that variable, that component because you also, in addition to handling all things sports in San Diego, you kill it in the fucking political fucking forum, bro. And which is a, a, a level that I've unlocked since I've turned 40 and become a business owner and my kids go to a school district and I'm this and I'm like, now I've tapped into that more. So right. I'm, I'm you curious. Start learning like, about zoning. Yeah, it's like, wait a second here. Start this, going to meetings. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think people, you know, I think Amar's presence in the Chula Vista mayoral race speaks to Chula Vista. Right? Like, I don't think that's about Amar necessarily. I think that's about the opportunity that Chula Vista presents. It's people, definitely people there see, for the grabbing. You know, th- this is, you know, I say this all the time, and you're joking about Ricardo. It's a, like Ricardo Campos, president of San Diego Loyal. And what did he say when we were off mic? He's like, this dude is telling me about Loyal and Chula Vista every two days. Yeah. Now, that's not because I want a shorter commute. It's because I believe in Chula Vista. Yeah. Because I've seen it. On Definitely. You trying, you trying to run for mayor? You trying, you're throwing your head in the I'm ring right now? I'm not running for mayor. That wouldn't be... I believe in Chula Vista. I do. From my home in IB. If I, but if I were investing, like, I yeah. would invest in Chula Vista. Yes. If, if this was a, 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 a commodity... It's a growth stock. Yeah. Bro. It's been the harbor. Yes, there's a there's I a see lot it. of Third Avenue. There's a lot of fucking timber in the fire right now. You know, you can and there's there seems to be opportunity waiting for decades. I would to come. I would want to be here if I were a business. I'm not you gonna know, lie if I were to you. a politician. If I were a business, like I, you know, and 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 not in a way like, oh yeah, of course, like we're gonna you know go into that place because, uh, you know, just because it's on the upswing. That's part of it, right? Like that, that's business. But because, you know, this is like, it's it's just got the right energy. 
you know, it's got, uh, you'd want to be a part of something like this, not in a way of, of, you know, bursting through the door and be like, here's our concept that might not fit. And, you know, eventually it's going to be gentrified, right? I just read this amazing story about what's going on in Mexico City about all these- All people, the white people going down All there. the white people yeah. going down. And, and like, people are like, oh. You know, not like, even learning Spanish. Not even learning Spanish. Isn't that ridiculous? Not in that way, you know, which is something that, that like, I'm super sensitive about is, is just wanting to fit into the culture and the into the vibe. But that's the way I would look at, at Chula Vista. Like, there's so much happening here. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Amar wants to run for mayor in Chula Vista. Like it's, pa Polish my guy. You know, he's, like, he's, he's a smart guy. Like he might he, fuck around and win. He might. He might well, fuck around and be the guy. It seems like he will. Yeah, man. I mean, he's very... I had him on here. He's super confident, and I and I believe in his confidence. I like what he's bringing to the I've, table. I've spoken to him a lot, you know? Like, he's... Uh, I, he's I mean, very reachable for somebody running for mayor for Chula Vista. He, <laughs> he, he you can so. You can grab him. He's there. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like... I'm gonna reach out to Amar and see what's right. going on, and he'll he'll be there, man. Right? Like I don't want to, you know. I'll stop short of saying like I think San Diego's over, but I mean, how much more is there to do there? I get you. You know, in terms of like, is San Diego great? We we're just talking about the Padres. Uh, like, are there a couple of pockets here or there where you know, if you were a business owner, you'd be like, yeah, I can you know make it happen on this street or this corner of this neighborhood. But in terms of yeah, like is it is it sort of what it is? Yeah, you know, is Chula Vista ready for leveling up? Gaylord, yeah. and that Gaylord shit, bro. I bro. drive past it every day. Third, Third Avenue, Gaylord production uh, out there, build out. That is next fucking level, dude. That'll do Skyline. so much. It'll do so much for Chula Vista. Yeah, Skyline and Chula Vista. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that's why, like you said, people are very invested in what's going on here and paying close attention and Amar and everybody else. All of a sudden, everyone's from Chula Vista. You know, it's like, oh, I've always been here. But then for, for us, we've been here for a while. It's like we see it. We're like, yeah. Like, we knew this all along. And it's not even like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you. No, no, no. We didn't. We kept it to ourselves. You know, you've either we're, been we're here. good. Yeah, we're good. A lot of people are like, come, come. I was just like, nah, 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 you don't want this. Chulawana. Keep that mentality. Yeah. We're, 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 we're Chulawana. Yeah. Chulawana and yeah. Chula Vista. Yeah, yeah. We're Chulawana. Don't worry about us. We're, we're just a little bridge that connects Tijuas to San Diego. No big deal. But for the residents in the South Bay, specifically Chula Vista, we know what's up. We know what we have on our hands, you know? That's why we're like, when we open businesses here, it's like, we know. I'm from here. I'm going to open a business here. I know my community is going to support me the way I support my community, you know? Now I think other people are starting to realize that. So it's like, well, we always got to kind of keep an eye out because there's a lot of wolves and sheep's clothing right Dude, now trying to infiltrate. you can see the Mario Logan all There's the time. a lot of wolves and, and sheep's clothing, and there's, bro. You know, there's a huge effort up there, and I totally respect it of, you know, we cannot let people come into this neighborhood and turn it into something else. And, and it should be protected because there is a line that you can cross. Where all of a sudden, then it just loses. It loses what it had. Exactly. That well, it shine, that energy. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's gone. It's like, oh. Like when we moved to North Park, I never really cared about that because you know, I, I didn't feel like you know there was a gentrification of North Park. You know, it was sort of just this weird, sort of in between. City Heights was different. Uh, Barrio Logan is different. To La Vista. You know, like there's there's a difference in in certain places around San Diego that you can see. Certain places need that, you know. I know gentrification is a, you know, a, a real tough. One. Some some places, though, you know, there are because gentrification can see one of two ways: a helping hand, 
or a hand that's stiff arm. And one right. of those LT stiff arms, bro, that's right. just going to knock you off your fucking Take center. Take helmet off. And, yeah, and it's like, oh. But when done right, gentrification can also help if it's people from the community with the right idea. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So right. You can rise while you lift. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, when you're rising, yeah. you can lift at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you rising tide floats all bolts if you're doing it the right way. But you right. can also tell, you know, developers start coming in and they mm -hmm. start doing a bunch of shady shit. Like, nobody wants a part of that. Buying everybody out in the community right. and then you gotta go, you gotta go. All of a sudden, this block has your typical Starbucks Target or fucking Arby's or whatever yeah, it is that you're putting in. Like a... Dude, not Chula Vista, dog. Soon. No. Well, at least uh, Chula Vista West. Chula Vista West. Chula Vista West for sure. Yeah. Not for a while. No, but like, but Gaylord's a good thing, right? I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think anything that leads to that Bayfront goal finally getting closer to being met is a good thing. That thing has been in existence. That drama, that conversation, that rumor has been floating since I was in high school. I've been out of high school fucking almost 20, <laughs> 25 years, bro. So it's like, Jesus, Lord, when is this thing going to come to fruition? Right. Looks like now it, it is. They've broke ground. And then it's like, we had a new mayor coming in. Let's see what we can do. John McCann and Mark Compton. Let's see what happens, bro. Has gonna... uh, McCann been in? McCann has been in. He was in here during the primaries. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to reach out to him because I just got Amar in. I think they're I can... both good. They, you know, they both come across as... They're both viable candidates. Decent enough. You know, they're yeah. both viable candidates. One of them has been... One has been in city council and represents and has been a resident and a, a veteran for decades. That's John McCann. The other one is a seasoned, professional, polished politician who grew up in Chula Vista, who has thrown his hat in the political ring mm. in other parts of San Diego. Who's got connections who's got on con a national level. On a national fucking level, Darren. And he gave me the, the perks of having those connections. Like, you know what? There are grants, bills, money available that I can help connect and bring to Chula Vista. Right. They bro they both bring solid ideas and 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 a resume to the table that it's like, right. oh shit, that's legit. I'm excited. I want to see what happens. I know. I, I mean, the whole national thing matters, especially being in IB now since November, right? Because I always was paying attention about what's happening with the Tijuana River. Mm. But even more so now because... Because that's your backyard. That's right over... You know, that's a couple hundred yards away from us. For sure. Us. So, you know, when you see national people paying attention to that, like, you know, it does matter. And whatever it is that's going on in Chula Vista, like if you had that connection, you know, it's a nice thing to have in your pocket. You know, back pocket, front pocket, whichever one it is. So, you know, like it's it's just nice. Yeah, it's also nice. Like we were just talking about the Padres and the fans and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's nice to, to be identified and felt, you know, feel valued. And it's the same thing down here politically as well. It really right? like, is. The, like there's sort of like this, these two parallel lines with with sports and with politics about, you know, on a national level, how many people were paying attention to what's going on in Chula Vista or in Imperial Beach or what have you. And it's, you know, sort of nice to feel that way. It's sort of nice to, to, to know that you matter. When Voice of San Diego reached out to us, that switch, it lit up for me. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because it just started with us, with me bringing in candidates for mayor of Chula Vista that came in and then it just turned into like, oh, okay, people are paying yeah. attention. Voice is great, man. They're fucking They're awesome, reporting bro. on the borders. Dude, they, and, and when, because they've already talked about like having a more South Bay Chula Vista centric presence working where they can touch on, on border issues, on Imperial Beach Bayfront issues, on the James, on the Marina, all South Bay things, like legitimately having somebody down here can do that. I was like, wow, cool. Finally, that flipped the switch room. It's like, all right, they're, everyone's legitimately on board with the Chula right. is doing. Right. You know, small you know, business people, people and People ask me that. You know, they say like, oh, you moved to Imperial Beach. Oh, how does it feel to fucking, you know, swim in other people's shit and all that sort of stuff? 
I'm like, you should feel outraged by this. Like, do you live in California? Do you live in San Diego? You should feel outraged. Like, this isn't just an Imperial Beach thing. <laughs> and now we're starting to see it's happening in the Silver Strand. I was going to say, Coronado. The, the title keep knowing north, Do you guys bro. think the ocean just stopped? <laughs> that current will take, yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Right? It's so within the lines. When people say that, I'm like, no, I want to shout as loud as I can that this sort of stuff is going on here. So I appreciate Voice is doing that kind of reporting. Nobody else is doing it. Take the it easy there, local. Take it easy there, Brody. Look at you, <laughs> fucking Vaya con Dios, I, tell you, I love know, it. I, I mean, I don't go in the ocean, but like, I want the ocean to be clean. Like, who wouldn't want such a thing? You know, whether you live in Ocean Beach or whether you live in Del Mar or if you live all the way up north in Oceanside, like, you should want that. You're a San Diegan, right? Like, you're a California, you're a U.S. Like, we, should, we shouldn't tolerate this sort of stuff. We got to figure out a way to, to fix it. And I'm, glad, I'm, you know, glad that that... Voice does that kind of reporting. Same way that you go, you know, that you're talking about talking to La Vista politics. You know, it's it's oftentimes just ignored by other entities. So well, let's hope, man. Damn fool, look at you're so fucking well rounded. You're like one of those dudes. You are like a curbier enthusiasm character where you're like, <laughs> like it's a dinner party and then there's like a Darren Smith sitting in the corner. That motherfucker just knows everything about everything. Nah, you're well rounded. You know, know enough shit. about it, everything to get by. I know a little bit about everything. That's, that's all you need. I'm an inch deep and a, a mile wide, as they say. But hey, it, it, it's a long reach. Darren Smith, San Diego legend. I, I look up to you, sir, not only because you're tall. But specifically because I think you get down in the in, in your industry and in your path, you own it. You own that lane. I look to you as that guy, and I feel honored and privileged to be your friend. And when you hit me up in a text, hey, man, I'm at the brewery. Where you at? I was like, sorry, I got to go. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I drop it off for you. It means a lot for you to come back on the podcast and shoot the shit and chop it up with me for a bit. We'll do it again. We had weed. We had beers. We had tequila. It was a plethora of things, a cornucopia, a plethora, a cornucopia, a cornucopia well, I always tell you, and I mean this, and I, you know, I say this when I'm not on the podcast, and I say this when I'm not in front of you. I told my wife the other night, I was like, and she's like, oh, you know, I said I'm going to be home a little late, you know, we're doing the podcast with Steve Garcia, and he's like, oh, she's like, that's the guy you you really like, right? I'm like, that's the guy I look up to. That's the guy Shut who, up, dog. who. Man crush? Are we coming out right now? Man I crush so. moment? All right, man crush moment. Like, Go ahead. You know, reciprocal. I, like, reciprocal. I'm sitting here in this place right here, going, man, like. This dude, he... We thought about this six months ago. The guy you met earlier, Justin. Yeah. We were smoking. It was Justin, Gus, and me smoking a joint at Machete Coffee House. Pop, 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 doing our thing. Machete like, Coffee House or a beer house? In, no, it's a coffee. The, in the morning, it's coffee. So we were on our bike. You know, we're weenies. Oh, yeah. We're 40-something-year-old dudes riding bikes. And we rode over there to Machete Coffee House. You know, we're located within the Machete Beer House. Puffed on a joint, had some coffee. We need a fucking warehouse. We can't take ourselves seriously and elevate and take it to the next level for what we're trying to build if we don't have a clubhouse, mm. a warehouse rather. And we did six months later. Now we got it. And I feel like doors and, and shit have just been opening and opportunity has been created and we're answering everything that comes our way. You're back on the podcast. Fucking Darren Smith, bro. Dude, I tell you. I'm telling time, you, man, like, bro. Uh, it's like on. You, you, you know, you did this for yourself. I'm an employee number. Yeah, well, I, I wish I was an employee number with as many comments as you have, homie. Yeah, it's, 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 there it is. Come that. on, look at uh, you. Listen, I'm not saying it's a terrible life. I'm just saying your pathway is inspirational. You inspire a lot of people around town, dude. Like, I just wanted to go home and have sushi. Now I'm going to go have sushi and like be gloating all night. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darren's Smith. 